While Fuller House may be a family show, the Fullest House podcast is not. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to the Fullest House podcast, where we all carry around giant portraits of ourselves. I'm Zach Horowitz. I'm Mark Green. And I'm Harrison Bloom. Uh, gentlemen, this has been an experience. Jesus, this episode. Wow. Yeah. The new kids on the block are really nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's very accommodating. Yeah, we were talking throughout the episode, and we just realized this is just the most accommodating boy band ever. This is like new kids on the block propaganda. We're getting a little ahead of ourselves. But yeah, the new kids on the block are in this. NKOTB, or... Nakatabu. <laughs> as as the Nikatba. kids say. As the kids say. And Nakatba are very, very accommodating, very nice. We'll are get we into gonna it. Are going to call them Nakatba yeah. from now on? Is that what we're going to do throughout the episode? Because I am more than down to do that. Nakatba? Sure. I'm, I'm, I'm still down. making the choice. It's not a good thing to say. It's not a nice feel in my mouth. It it's sounds a like, a, like a like a new speak term, you know, from 1984. Nakatba. Yeah. It's like a work camp for new kids on the block where they're the they're, they run it. <laughs> they're, they're evil overlords. Well, it <laughs> is just a slave labor camp, but you do have to listen to new kids on the block the entire time. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's slave labor, but they're constantly blasting new kids on the block throughout the speakers. So it's like not as bad. Yeah. Right. Depending on who you it's ask. A, it's a morale thing. It could be even worse. Yeah. But guys, it's not just the episode with new kids on the block. It's DJ's birthday. It is. Happy We're so excited. Birthday. Right after Christmas. <laughs> Must have been rough. Must yeah. have been rough growing up. You think she ever like gets one like just one present for for her Chris for Christmas and her birthday? <laughs> exactly. I D- D- Danny Tanner notoriously cheap. I mean, my birthday is right after Christmas, so I understand <laughs> the struggle. Yeah, but you're Jewish. Yeah, you have how the was chance Christmas of, like having Hanukkah up, in November and like Hey Zach Horowitz, how was Christmas growing up? <laughs> You know, it was a nice time, me and the family all sitting around the campfire, eating Chinese food. I don't know why I said the campfire, the fireplace, <laughs> eating Chinese food. Well, you, you, it, well, this was in the woods. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I grew up, I was raised by, I was raised by wolves. I was raised by Jewish wolves. <laughs> <laughs> Jewish wolves are the best, are the best Jews. <laughs> to, to be fair, I can reasonably say that you've never gotten what you wanted for Christmas. That's true. With reasonable certainty. Zach, that's so sad. Yeah, you know what? You've got a point. Every child deserves to ha- get what they want for Christmas. It's okay. Look, Santa, this year, he's... Oh, wait, well, we're recording this before Christmas, but it's going to come out after Christmas. But this year, Santa's going to... He's, he's going to make up for it. I promise. I, I, I mean, that's... You know, he's totally real, guys. And he's totally going to make up for over 20 years of not giving me what I want. I'm I'm confident this year. <laughs> I, I, a part of me just wants to go back to Jewish wolves. <laughs> <laughs> well then I well yeah. You want I should hunt in a pack formation? <laughs> and then you know my bar mitzvah was a werewolf bar mitzvah. <laughs> uh, I I is this could this podcast be about Jewish wolves now? <laughs> 
Welcome back to the Jewish Wolves Podcast, where we're all raised by Jewish wolves. I'm Zach Wolf. I'm an Ashkenazi wolf. Guys, guys, this is a good episode. <laughs> this is going well. This is going very well. Well, yeah, I was raised by Jewish wolves. I'm, I, I'm Zach Horowolf now. That's my name. Address me as such. I'm going to make you introduce yourself as Zach Horowolf from now on. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Horowolf. But guys, DJ is 39 years old. What the an big age. Three nine. Do you think it was going to be 40 and then Candace Cameron Bure said, no, has to be 39. Perpetually 39. Like, there's gonna be another episode with DJ's birthday, and she's gonna be 39 again. <laughs> and everyone's just gonna be smiling and nodding. We get our Fuller House Twilight Zone crossover. I mean, yeah, there are people who do that. <laughs> I don't want I don't want to call anybody out here, but I know people who do oh, that. God. Really? That's yikes. <laughs> yeah. But let's let's keep this light. Let's keep this airy, like a souffle, like like uh something else like a balloon um, filled with air like the new kids on the block transition like Nichotpa. Transition. well actually they're all planning a surprise party for dj but she walks right in the room and they have the greatest reaction which is just get out get out of wait, here wait i'm thinking about this now they're setting up the surprise party in the kitchen, perhaps one of the most used rooms of that house. And it takes a while for them to actually get to the surprise portion. It's not like just then. So like, what did they think was going to happen? <laughs> I don't know. It probably would have been better if they set it up in the backyard. But uh... yeah, exactly. This was my point is this was poorly planned. They need to work on their party planning <laughs> skills. Jim, Jimmy Gibbler is a party planner, and she still fucked it up. <laughs> Kimmy Gibbler is bad at her job, is what we're saying. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I was going to mention something else she does in this episode. So we'll we'll get to that later. But uh, you know, it's DJ's birthday yeah. today, and and Kimmy and Stephanie found DJ's dream board. Whoa. Which seems like a nag, bringing up all the things you haven't done and said you wanted to do when you were 40. Yeah, but it's it's DJ's business, but they found it through reading her library. The people in this house have a problem. <laughs> through reading her, her diary. Her diary, not her <laughs> library. Books, there are similar sounds in it. My yeah. brain's a little bit of mush. Yeah, people always forget that there's a library in the four house. Right, so they went to the library within the Tanner house, presumably by asking, Donde esta la biblioteca? And then they found the diary in the library. The, the secret library behind the fireplace. You need to, like, you need to, like, pull a book out of place so it's, like, slightly out of place, and then a secret passage opens up, and there's the secret library. Yeah. Well, the library is, keep, is where they keep the ancient wisdom. <laughs> exactly. The tomes. The ancient tomes. Yes. The tomes. Max is a wizard. <laughs> yes. That's just a fact. You're a wizard, Max. I'm a what? <laughs> He's going to be going to Hogwarts. <laughs> Have you seen Harry Potter, Zach? That's not quite how he delivers the line. I like your version better, I have to say. Yeah, I well, I mean, you got to change it up because it's not the same I, I know. I just like, I'd love it if in Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, 
Instead of, you're a wizard, Harry. I'm a what? It was, you're a wizard, Harry. I'm a what? (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about, Hagrid? I'm imagining Jay Money time Max like, Max, you're you're a wizard. You gotta run through this brick wall to get to Hogwarts. <laughs> Max just runs into the wall. Or, well, I mean, it might work better if it's the other way around, because I feel like Jay Money would be more likely to believe it. Yeah, I think at this point, Jay Money would be more likely to believe it, but also, like, sometimes Jay Money is a bit of a bad boy. You're right. Not really anymore. He is. He is a Jay bit of a Money bad boy. is a bit of a bad boy. Sometimes. Very rarely. He's kind of not at this point in the series, but I just wanted to say that. But DJ has many hopes and aspirations on her dream board. She wants to hang out with Ryan Gosling. I'm forgetting most of the other things. She wanted to go skydiving after getting over her fear of heights, airplanes, and people behind her back. No, it's it was being strapped to strange yes. men. She wants to go skydiving, but she seems vehemently opposed to every aspect of skydiving. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What is your life, DJ? Well, me personally, I love volleyball. I just don't like nets, volleyballs, or sand. I mean, I understand the sand part. <laughs> it's coarse and rough and irritating. <laughs> everywhere. I understand wanting to go out of your comfort zone and try new things. But also, DJ, nobody's making you skydive. If you hate every element of it that much, it's fine. You don't have to do it. You can it. have other hobbies. Yeah, go kayaking. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe DJ doesn't know how to swim either. That is very possible. However, there was almost definitely, if I know kids programming, there was almost definitely a swimming episode of Full House where they had to, like, teach Michelle how to swim or something, and, like, DJ was swimming. I know, like, they had to, you know, Michelle had to learn to ride a bike, DJ had to learn to drive a car. I'm forgetting if there was a swimming episode. Well, I do remember there was that infamous episode with anorexia where DJ is afraid of going to the pool because she doesn't want the guys to see her in a swimsuit. So she does know how to swim. Wait, Wait, what the fuck? Oh, you don't know about this? Yeah, there's an episode of Full House where DJ develops anorexia. No, what? Yeah, one, <laughs> one, it exists, and two, I don't know about you guys, but we 100% watched that in health class. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I watched that. Yeah, it was in middle school. I don't remember watching that. It was kind of fucked up. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's, a, it's a very special what? episode. Oh, yes. Is, that, is this what this episode of the podcast is about now? It's about that one episode of Full House? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, screw the new kids on the block. We're talking about eating disorders. <laughs> oh, God. See how that sounds, Harrison? <laughs> I did not expect this to take such a dark turn, but I do remember that the inciting incident was DJ's going to a swimming party. So <laughs> that is true. It's swimsuit season, and she is not proud of her body. Oh, no. I do want to let you know, Zach, you know, it hasn't really come up in Fuller House because in a weird way, Fuller House is a lot, doesn't do this stuff. It's... In a weird way, more tame than yeah. Full House. <laughs> yeah. Oh but my like, God. there's also an episode of Full House where like Stephanie has a classmate whose father beats him. What the? F- yeah. Like there Zach, are some episodes of the real. show that this are just like real. about like PSA stuff, show? and it's really horrible. Yeah. There's episodes with like alcoholism oh and 
makeout parties and an episode where Uncle Joey develops alcoholism. <laughs> well, there's an episode of Family Ties where where Tom Hanks is an alcoholic. Tom right? Hanks shows up as their alcoholic <laughs> uncle and he dies at the end, right? Or oh, no! Does he get? No, 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 no. I think maybe he agrees to like get better, but we never see him again. Oh, okay, yeah, maybe probably. God, it's it's still weird me. Like early, early Tom Hanks thing that he did. <laughs> oh yeah, I just, I just told them about Bosom Buddies. Oh yeah, I had not known about Bosom that. Bosom Buddies. <laughs> what a show! Like the first thing Tom Hanks ever did is a sitcom where he cross dresses. Uh, Tom Hanks. Well, anyway, so that was a strange tangent we went on. Anyway, back to Fuller House. Yep. Also on her dream board, she wants to see the new kids on block in person. Yeah. New kids on block. New kids on block. I was trying to, here's why I did that. I was trying to get through that quickly because we have gone on so many weird tangents already. That, that's fair. I feel a little bit out of it. I'm trying to keep us on track a little bit. We have been recording for 15 minutes and have probably covered like two minutes yeah. of footage. Uh, DJ DJ really wants to see Nakatba and Kimmy Gibbard's like, well, guess what I got? I got front row tickets to new kids on the clock. Nakatka. <laughs> Technically, she says I got tickets to new kids on the block. And then in a horrifying twist, it turns out it's for new kids on the clock, which yeah. I assume is like a stage show about child labor. Oh, God. They're, they're kids and they're on the clock. Honestly, that sounds kind of great. I'd love to see a whimsical Broadway musical about child labor. <laughs> oh, gosh. I thought it was like their cover band, but all their songs are now time related. Well, that sounds equally good. I'd make a joke, but I don't know enough new kids on the block. Songs. Same. Yeah, I was going to say I'd start doing one, but I don't know any songs by new kids on the block. If anyone from the new kids on the block happens to be listening to this podcast. Uh, well, I'm we know sorry. one song. Well, uh, oh. Uh, 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 uh. It's a clock. It's a clock. Anyway, the next thing on my in my notes is Max telling uh Tyler texted the right time, which yeah. Yep. The yep. right there, time. there it is. Yep, there, there we go. There it is, you guys. <laughs> so, uh, they want to, there's new kids on the clock, and so they try to think of a way out of this. So their solution is to stalk the new kids on the block, steal their limo, and then try to convince them to come to their house to sing DJ Happy Birthday. Harrison, that's not true. They don't stalk them. She just all Kimmy just already knows where they're going to be because she stalked them. That's true. Yeah, she hijacks <laughs> their limo. But it's important that that's not part of the plan. <laughs> Kimmy was just already doing that. That's true. That's fair. Yeah, you can't blame the whole group for what Kimmy does in the past. They do hijack Nakatba's limo. Yep, with the best limo driver ever, who has a suitably horrified reaction to them trying to kick him out of the car. It's a very humorous limo driver. I wish he was in more of the show. I hope he shows up later. Yep. I would like that. But I doubt he, he will. shows up again yeah. in a random episode in like season four being like, hey, you're the girl who stole my limo with new kids on the block. It would be like that show, a very special episode on YouTube. Just imagine like 
and the driver leaves the limo and presumably kills himself because we never see him again. <laughs> I'm just I'm thinking anytime they need a limo in the show, it, it should, should be just that be driver. that same driver. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Also weird to me. So they steal the limo. Then they like take the partition down and the new kids on the block are there. And Kimmy and Steph like scream. And I'm just thinking, what did you expect? (laughs) (laughs) Didn't you steal this limo because you knew they were going to be there? Maybe they expected Marky Mark to somehow be there. Like he just he's replacing the new kids on the block for this one show. Hey, to be fair to them, it's the new kids on the block. It's the new kids on the block without Donnie Wahlberg. Yes. So that that's cause for more celebration. Yes. <laughs> they just really hate Donnie yeah. Wahlberg for some reason. He's, he's the one they always wished was out of the band. <laughs> I know there's something different about seeing them in person versus the idea of them, but it's also like, why are you surprised? You knew this was their limo. Also, as we find out in like 30 seconds, she already knows them. They know her by name. Yeah. They know Kimmy by name because Kimmy stalks them, follows them on tour, and stole laundry from their hotel room. Yes. Was she also a groupie is what I want to know. Before she became a creepy stalker. Was she... <laughs> I think stalkers are just... Ex- they're just extreme I guess so. They do use the phrase, followed them on tour, so I think that's all but using the word groupie. Yeah. But she did do drugs with them and have sex with all of them. Oh, that's what you're saying. <laughs> well, yeah, as we all know, Kimmy Gibbler is a sex goddess. Kimmy Gibbler is a sex goddess. She's good at sex. <laughs> She's very good at we sex. We can't pretend that Kimmy Gibbler is not great at sex because <laughs> it's confirmed in the first episode that that's Kimmy's She's like main the, talent. The no, as we observe, Bible. like. She's she's not good at party planning, even though that's what she does for a living. She doesn't seem she's always trying to, like, take credit for Ramona's things or shove herself into her life. So she's not maybe the best mother, but she's really good at sex. Exactly. You got to be good at one thing, at least one thing. God spun that. (laughs) 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 and landed on sex and nothing else (laughs) communication skills knitting baking quiches sex (laughs) (laughs) anyway they ask Nakatba would you mind stopping by our house and singing happy birthday to a very special birthday girl and Nakatba say no and then they're like please and they're like sure (laughs) Well, okay. To be fair to Nakatba, they are currently being held hostage in their limo. That is true. By Steph and Kimmy. So I, they don't really have much control over There it. is something where, like, I think they're like, you know, if you don't do this, I'll continue to stalk you or something. But I, I <laughs> didn't make a note of that. And it did kind of feel like it was just, no, please. All right. Fuck. I don't, I don't care. I don't care. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. I don't I don't care. It's fine. It's fine. I think it's at this point we started to realize that Joey McIntyre was just killing it with his lines like better than the other ones. Joey McIntyre is the MVP of this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Joey McIntyre. Like, I mean, like we all we agreed that pretty much all the members of New Kids on the Block 
were surprisingly good actors, but Joey McIntyre freaking killed it this episode. Props to Joey McIntyre. It's very weird that going into this episode, I really didn't know anything about New Kids on the Block, and I still don't really know anything about New Kids <laughs> on the Block, but I also do have a favorite New Kids on the Block member. Yeah. Yeah, I I feel the same way. He has all the best lines, and he has so much more charisma than any of the other band members when he delivers them. This is true. This is true. They also give him a lot to do in this That's episode. That's true. They're strangely obsessed with Yeah, they with give him. him a lot more. They give him so much more than, like, anyone else. I yeah. don't know if it's because he was the best actor or if he was, like, the front man of the New Kids on the Block. We know Donnie Wahlberg had the breakout career as an actor. <laughs> well, I mean, I know uh, I'm to be trivia time. It says that Donnie Wahlberg was unable to join his New Kids on the Block bandmates for the episode as he was filming his show Blue Bloods at the time, which they also do mention in the episode. Yeah. Where like I think Kimmy asks where's Donnie and then Joey McIntyre is like oh he's filming his new show Blue Bloods you can watch it every Tuesday night at 10 p.m. on CBS <laughs> or whatever it was that is the in universe reason cross promotion the most successful Wahlberg between Netflix and yeah. CBS <laughs> what strangely not featuring the actor from Blue Bloods that they're referencing <laughs> well he, he, he does show up later. later oh no you're right he does never mind okay yeah. via via a screen that's right but yeah uh. Meanwhile, at the actual house, uh, DJ's having her surprise party. But it must be noted, there's a very short scene, but very, very important in the canon. Yes. Because Jay Money has this jewelry box that they're going to give DJ, and he asks, where's the key? Max says, I've hidden the key because of this Hallmark movie I saw where that happens, starring Dean Cain and America's favorite criminal, Lori Loughlin. Yes! She's also in this universe. Yes, who exists in this universe. We did, again, observe that Dave Coulier earlier exists in this universe because they mention You Ought to Know. And Chandice Cameron Bure, who is on The View. <laughs> yes. So all of the actors from Fuller, Full and Fuller House are just real actors in this universe. I just want to know how often the characters are approached on the street to tell them they look like the actors. True. But here's the thing. All these people are predominantly famous for being on Full House. <gasps> You're right. Oh, God. Are they, maybe they're in like, so you know, like in the last action hero where like everything yeah, yeah. is Sylvester Stallone as like they the start on family matters. They start yes. on family matters. <laughs> oh, God. There wasn't, there wasn't, they switched it. Full House okay. was the black show. <laughs> okay. Yes. Family yes. Matters. Family Matters was the white show. Full House was the black show. Yeah, they, they were switched. They were switched. Because, <laughs> no, because here's like, when we say they did Family Matters, the reason why I wanted to specify Family Matters still existed in some form is because I didn't want to just erase Family Matters. I thought that would be kind of fucked up. Yeah, yeah, that would be very fucked up. <laughs> I, I'd say I like your idea yeah. that it's flipped, that Full House yeah. <laughs> features Urkel and the, and, and the, uh, and the family. And then uh, Family Matters is the boring white ripoff. <laughs> it's still a little weird because if for all intents and purposes, it's the same, except the names are switched. 
it's still, wouldn't they be like, wow, these actors who look just like we do. Yeah. Start in a show that pretty much describes our lives. Oh yeah, you're beat right. For beat. Yeah. It would have to be, it would have to be different. It'd have to be modified. Well, it's like that thing where it's like, if you ever had a movie made about your life, who would you, it's just like, you know, maybe they were just making a show. Maybe Full House is just nonfiction within the Full House universe. And there's just a show about their lives. And they hired the actors. Just more of a thing where it's like, oh, well, we're going to play like Bob Saget to play Danny Tanner. Because, I mean, look at them. They look so they look <laughs> the same. That's kind of an amazing theory. That is brilliant. I kind of love that theory. You know, like anytime like someone asks you who's your biopic actor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, they give DJ her gifts at the surprise party. And everyone is talking about how they're going to one-up each other. Oh, I got the best gift. Matt and Steve are arguing. Fernando's like, you guys, I got the best gift because mine is big and yours are little. He does tell them that. But first, Fernando tells that to the children. Oh, God. (laughs) He does. Yeah, yeah. He tells tells the children that their gift will not be as good as his. (laughs) Once again, sustaining the stereotype that Fernando's biggest rivals... Are children? Yeah. Yes. 100%. A child, like, you know, knocked ice cream out of his hands when he was 30, yeah. and he's carried it with him the rest of his life. A child killed his parents in an alleyway. <laughs> and he's devoted the rest of his life to fighting children. Oh, God. Oh, my God. It's like a reverse kids next door kind of scenario. Yeah, but Fernando does have... Possibly the line of the episode, although there are a couple of other lines that compete. But, quote, yours are little, mine is big. Size <laughs> matters. Oh, absolutely wonderful. Um, the kids give DJ the, or I think first, no, I think first the kids give DJ their present. It's a jewelry box. Yeah. Jay Money tells him, you know, we all... It's Ramona, Max, me, Tommy, though Tommy didn't chip in, which, like, what the fuck, Tommy? Yeah, come on, it's your mom's yeah, birthday. Like, look, I I understand that you're a baby, but also, come on, you gotta have some financial responsibility at some like, point. Like, I had just come around to Tommy, but, like, I'm going back. Like, Tommy's a bad baby, and I mean <laughs> that as, like, he's a bad person. <laughs> Not he's a bad actor this time. And I also don't mean the actor. I mean, Tommy, the character, is a bad person. How dare you? That's my stance now. Mark is is back on the Tommy hate train. I thought it was important to mention this point specifically so I can make that joke. (laughs) But yes, uh, DJ's wondering where the key is, and Max goes, where indeed? Looks like you'll have to find it somewhere that we've hidden it. Max is going to be a serial killer one day. Answer these three riddles. If you want to get this key, you must answer my riddles three. (laughs) Oh, that was perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Riddle number one. Who is your favorite child? And say it's me. (laughs) Riddle the first. What starts with an E, ends with an E, but only has one letter in it. What looks and smells like red paint, but is green? (laughs) That's the worst riddle. What's green and has wheels? 
The answer is grass, of course. I lied about the wheels. <laughs> Riddle number the third. I have a neck, but no head. Two arms, <laughs> but no hands. What am I? It's a shirt. Oh! oh! I very quickly Googled riddles so we could keep going with this. <laughs> <laughs> we're... We're gonna we're gonna just continue doing riddles with that voice once we end the podcast. We're just gonna keep doing it off camera because I love this bit. <laughs> Matt gives DJ uh, tennis rackets so they can play tennis together as yep. a couple, which gets a suitably oh thanks yeah, reaction. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but she's grateful. Thanks, you got me a gift and also a gift for yourself. <laughs> It's been set up. Steve tells Matt that he got DJ an old pillow. Which Matt thinks is weird because it yeah. sounds weird when you say it without context. But it turns out it's a pillow person. Like it's a pillow from the person like show. from Full House. Yeah. Yeah. Remember Full House? I do remember Full House. That was the show with the pillow person. That's right. Clearly, I don't remember Full House. That's what I learned <laughs> today. Is like clearly, I don't well, remember it was, Full House. It was Full House was a show about um, a black family. The patriarch was Carl Winslow, who was a police officer, and they had this kooky <laughs> neighbor, Steve Urkel. Oh my god! <laughs> we're, we're back. To, we're in the mirror universe. We're, we're in the Fuller House universe. By the way, I think I've. You guys are aware of my stance on this, but um, I, I just want to put out into the universe. The Family Matters theme song slaps so hard. Yeah. It is so much better <laughs> than the Full House theme song. Uh, 100%. I must say. Yeah, it's, it, it sounds a little bit like the Full House theme song, but it is better. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's catchier. I don't, I don't know if it's catchier because the, the Full House theme song is a little more simplistic. It's like easy to get in your head, but... <laughs> But anyway. Yeah, Steve gives DJ a really meaningful gift that she really loves and is like about a thing that's important to her and he knows about her. And Matt just kind of looks at him because Steve got his girlfriend a better present yep. than he did. But then we get to Fernando's gift. The best <laughs> gift. And yes. I mean, he really hypes it yeah. up. But for good reason, because it is the greatest gift of all. He unwraps it. He does not let DJ unwrap it. And it is a life-size portrait of Fernando. <laughs> it's so good. It's, oh my God. It's absolutely wonderful. And watching the episode, Tyler pointed out DJ had exactly the right reaction to it, which was, thank you, but why? <laughs> <laughs> Fernando tells her he's not going to be in the house forever. She should have something to remember him by. A life-sized portrait where, with him wearing his race car, race driver outfit and holding a trophy. And holding a trophy. Yes. I also do want to point out that throughout the rest of the episode, Fernando just carries the portrait around with him wherever he goes. It's standing next. To, it's not hung up. It's standing next to him in every room he goes into. Meaning he is, in fact, dragging it with him everywhere. It's just... <laughs> oh, God. But they give DJ a cupcake because they made cupcakes for her birthday. And she bites into it and gets a little surprise. What is that? Is that a cream filling? No, it's a hard metal key. <laughs> the key to the <laughs> she box. She breaks her tooth. 
And there's a very good line reading where Max goes, you found it. (laughs) I love how he he smiled evilly like she had to go search for it as if it was a scavenger hunt. She would have found it no matter what. It was in the cupcake. (laughs) It's just like the Lori Loughlin movie. I wonder how she's doing right now. I do wonder how DJ broke her tooth on that. Like she must have bit it hard. Yeah. She she was expecting soft cake. Yeah. <laughs> not a not a piece of metal. Yeah. So she has to run out immediately, right as the new kids on the block arrive. Oh what? no. Oh no. Oh no. But you know, uh Stephanie and Kimmy tell everybody, hey guys, come into the living room. I got a surprise for you. They all come in and Ramona starts freaking out because it's the new kids on the block. It's Nakatba. And her scream might be the best performance in the episode. 100%. Yeah, oh, it's it great. Was, it's it's yes. great. A stunning performance. And also it tells us Ramona might arguably be the biggest new kids on the block fan of any of the characters. in Yeah. And she's a young yeah. kid. She's a young person. Would you say that in comparison to DJ, Steph, and Kimmy, she's a new kid on the block? <laughs> oh my god! Hey, oh. oh, I should be so angry with that, oh. but the way you looked away from us and turned back. Yeah, no, I did a bit of a, I did a bit of a visual gag where in that little pause, I kind of looked away and looked back dramatically. Oh Wonderful. God. I thought it really added to the delivery. Oh. Wonderful. Listen, I'm sorry. It's one of those things where you think of a really bad pun and you just have to it's say un- it. It's undeniable. That that was how I yeah. felt. Yeah. And it's it's funny. Tyler gave us a 15 minute warning. Uh, but and I was like, oh, but so much is left. And then I was looking at my notes and not really. No, they, um, they come in. They the family keeps the new kids on the block hostage for a while while they wait for DJ. Yeah. And then. DJ comes back and she's on pain meds. And she is high AF. Yeah. Well, I do also want to point out that before, when they first enter and Ramona freaks out, the new kids on the block start singing happy birthday to her because they're like, oh, she must be the birthday girl. And it's a very good exchange of Kimmy going, no, that's not the birthday girl. It's not her birthday. And Ramona's just like, well, hey, I got a birthday coming up. Keep (laughs) singing. I want this to be about me now. This is about me now. We also forgot a great character moment where apparently we find out the new kids on the block are a fan of Boy Next Door, but uh, they really don't care at all about Stephanie. They just care about the dog and the baby. (laughs) Which which is kind of set up that, I mean, when the song is introduced, they only start getting positive reactions when they make the video a cute thing with a dog and a baby. So, yeah, nobody cares about Steph's song. <laughs> so sad. I, I still stand by the fact that the original music video was better because 100 of Jimmy better, Gibbler. 100% better because of Jimmy Gibbler. Oh, yes. Um, but DJ <laughs> shows up and she's super high. She's high on pain meds. She's high on pain meds. <laughs> Get turned. <laughs> she lies down and the new kids on the block sing her happy birthday to fulfill their end of the bargain. <laughs> They also FaceTime in Donnie Wahlberg yes. to sing Happy Birthday to DJ. He's there. That's the only appearance of Donnie Wahlberg in this episode, starring the new kids on the block. She also, it should be noted, she rubs Joey McIntyre's face, because who wouldn't? Yes. And she has a sex dream about him. Yeah. And she's really coming on to Joey McIntyre, and he's 
clearly very uncomfortable with the energy that we've created. Guys, is is this going to be a love square? DJ, oh my God. Matt, Steve, and Joey McIntyre of the new kids on the block? I hope so, because that way we can finally get the Matt and Steve OTP that we've all been clamoring yes. for. Yes, without, yep. without DJ, Matt and Steve can finally swoop in on each other's DMs. That is true. Yeah, and they can finally have each other. But DJ wakes up and they have to break the news to her that she not only missed New Kids on the Block, but the tickets were counterfeit. But then who should burst in but our good friend, Dr. Stephen Hale. And he's got tickets because Matt scored them tickets. According and to definitely Steve. Definitely not Steve. <laughs> definitely not Steve. And then there's a very there's a very good scene. Oh, it's very good because Steve tells him that Matt got the tickets, and then Matt walks in and he's like, "Hey, Steve, I got your text. What's up?" Yeah. And then <laughs> and they all thank. They all run to Matt screaming, and Matt's like, "Uh, thank you." <laughs> Matt very clearly has no idea what's yes. going on, and it's great. Steve, the the girls leave, and Steve tells him, "You know, I knew I know the guy who books the arena, and I got them tickets, but I wanted them to come from you to make up for the fact that I absolutely killed it and showed you the fuck up with my birthday present." Which was a nice thing to do. Yeah, I think Steve. He actually lost some sad boy points by having that moment. Or did he gain them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, though he gains a little bit back because he's um, very... He may lose... He's very you boastful. You know, he may lose sad boy points, but he's gained yeah. something even bigger. A friend. <laughs> a friend. Friendship. And they, they have the best hug. They do hug. Well, I think it's important because Steve says, like, I wanted them to come from you because you're an awesome guy. And Matt says... No, Steve, you're an awesome guy. <laughs> and then they hug, and we really wanted them to kiss. But... We were just shouting, kiss, 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 yes, kiss. It was so beautiful. I think they have more chemistry with each other than either of them has with DJ. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. But I, I also do want to point out, we I think we skipped this when DJ was, um when she came back, she was high on uh, pain meds. She comes back and she's like, hey, because it's my birthday, the doctor said I could have two toothbrushes. Look, Matt is one for me and one for you. Oh, like the like the birthday present oh, you God. got for me. That was so sad. It was. I thought it needed to be brought up. We we, we should also bring up um, because Tyler observed. Well, I I think we all noticed, but um, it's very important. When they do FaceTime Donnie Wahlberg, the iPad is upside down at first. Yeah, they have to switch when it they around. When they flip it around. We watch it flip. We, wa we watch it flip. And it's like, you couldn't have done one more take. <laughs> and this is like, they they just want to get, they clearly want to get the fuck out of yeah. there after being held a hostage at this house for uh, several oh, hours, I, I assume. I thought, I thought you were talking about the crew members of Fuller House Want yeah. to get, oh, no, want no, to no, get no, out no, of no. there because <laughs> they've been held hostage at that house for so long. I mean, if you wanted, if you want to interpret it that way, then sure. I do. I was referring to Nakatba, but <laughs> our good friends Nakatba. Yes, but yeah, they get tickets. They go to the concert, and guess what? They were Joey and the others recognize DJ, 
and they call her on stage because of course they do. <laughs> it has to happen every time they're at a public performance. They have to be called on stage. I'm just laughing because you referred to them as Joey and the others. <laughs> and I'd love it if they changed the name of the band from New Kids on the Block to Joey and the others. Well, because I was... I was pretty sure that it was Joey who said it, and then I said it, and I was like, well, what if it wasn't? So I said Joey and also the other guys. Completely valid, uh, completely valid. But also, they are, in fact, Joey and the others in my heart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Look, Mark is the newest Joey McIntyre stan. Uh, you're welcome, Joey. He's underappreciated, We and he needs more stands. Yeah. And you know what? We started our Instagram account as a Fernando stan account. Maybe we can start a Joey Stan account. You know, it's like uh, Joey McIntyre is like, you know, if Donnie Wahlberg's like the Justin Timberlake of NSYNC, then Joey McIntyre's the JC. <laughs> I'd love it. I'd love it if after NSYNC, Justin Timberlake just starred on a police procedural. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Justin Timberlake is law and order. Dun dun. <laughs> Um, but yes, anytime there is an event or a show or something in this TV show, they our main characters got to be at the center of it. They got to get on stage. They got to become the most important elements of it. They have never once just gone to a concert. Yep. It must be exhausting. Like, yeah, you know, anytime they go yeah. out, they have to debate amongst themselves whether or not they want the embarrassment of getting brought up on stage. Exactly. They they can't yeah. just enjoy a performance. <laughs> well, yeah, they uh they they call up DJ and then they sing a song to DJ and DJ then calls up Steph and Kimmy on stage, which you know DJ, you can't do that, DJ. No. <laughs> this isn't your the, concert. The, the band DJ. decide this isn't yeah this isn't your concert, DJ. There are people who paid to be here to see the new kids on the block and not you. They also FaceTime everyone else at home, yeah. which is, again, like New Kids on the Block are the most accommodating band They're ever. They're the most accommodating, understanding band in the world. They are so nice. They are the opposite of divas. They have, like, like where is the line? It's, it's only then that they're like, or it's only after they finish the song and Kimmy still doesn't want to get off stage that they call security. Yeah, they like they've they finally kicked them all off. They're like, okay, it's time for you to leave now. And they just start like dragging them off stage. And like, no, we want to stay on. One more song, and then they just start calling for security. And then the credits roll. And it's like these people hijacked your limo, and then held you in a house for hours. <laughs> You're allowed to be a little angry. Yeah, especially at Timmy. Yeah, for stalking them for years. And then holding them hostage in a limo. Yeah. And then holding them hostage in her house. And then barging up on stage. And then barging up on stage during their concert. She even says, I'll sing Donnie's parts. You ain't singing Donnie's parts. Nah. No one can replace no. Donnie Wahlberg. It's not okay. Speaking of replacing. <laughs> Speaking of replacing. Go with I, it. No. I don't even Go know. Go with it. 100%. Okay. Make it sure. work. Make it work. It's, Speaking of replacing Donnie Wahlberg, it's time for Sad Boy of the Week. <laughs> that that sounded a lot better in my head when I first thought about it. Can I ask you something? I'm sorry, Donnie Wahlberg. Yeah. Yes. Why did it sound better in your head when you thought about it? What was I the don't logic? Know. I don't I don't know what the logic was. 
Do not ask me. I don't know what it was. Replacing Donnie Wahlberg. I mean, I don't know, Donnie. Donnie Wahlberg. I'm sure he's got. I'm sure he's got some sadness going on. I don't know. This this bit doesn't. This bit doesn't work. Who are okay? Yeah. Right. Okay. So who, who are, are our nominees? nominees? Uh, I kind of want to say Fernando. Uh, me too. I really want to say Fernando as well. That thing with the painting is surprisingly sad. Fernando? Yeah. Can we just nominate the new kids on I, the block as I a I was whole? going to say the new kids on the block. Yes. And I was going to say Steve. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd say mm, Steve. Yeah. I think Steve's worth he's, I think he's, he's worth, worth consideration. I think he's worth being on the list. Yeah. Can we also... I mean, maybe we can also put on Matt if we're putting on Steve. Matt. Oh, yeah, Matt. Matt that's a good choice, actually. More so than I think, Steve. Yeah, Matt because, more than Steve. Yeah, I think Matt is... Yeah, I think Matt's more so than Steve, which is why I suggested it. I think Steve is a red herring because his integrity saves him. Although I will say, when he's saying his whole thing about, I wanted to have the tickets... I wanted to say the tickets were coming from you uh, to make up for getting her the better present. He is, he does gloat about the present a little where he says, I mean, I killed it. <laughs> I killed it. And you got her yeah. sucky tennis rackets. Steve, Steve is, he's wonderful this yep. episode. Our good boy, Steve Hale. Yep. But yeah, uh, do we have any more nominees or do we want to just, or do we want to bring up Kimmy Gibbler? Kimmy, oh, Kimmy Gibbler is a great Kimmy, choice. Kimmy, yeah. There's a Kimmy, lot of sadness yeah. in this episode and not from the usual suspects like J Money. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Jay Money. Well, we, I mean, have, we have Steven, Steven Fernando. Yeah. They're Fernando. pretty usual suspects. Yeah. I, I think that's it. I mean, there's a little sad. There's a little sadness coming from Steph, but she's more like this the yeah. wing, the sad man wing boy. Yeah, the, <laughs> the wing, wing sad. sad. Kimmy Gibbler's full sad. I think I think there's some sadness coming from DJ. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Mm. You know, turning thirty nine, okay. having the worst birthday ever. Well, tur- she turns thirty nine. <laughs> yeah. She's talking to her baby and says, and I don't look a day over 17. Oh, God. <laughs> and says, don't look at me like that. She's having a midlife crisis. She breaks her tooth. She chips her tooth on her her sociopath son's cupcake. Oh, gosh. Why'd you hide a key in a food, Max? <laughs> you can't yeah. feed people metal. <laughs> <laughs> she's cutting Max's you know significant other is cutting into a piece of prime rib at a restaurant and suddenly strikes gold and it's a and it's an engagement ring <laughs> I, was, oh, I was gonna say she's cutting through her prime rib and what's that it's a bomb oh no <laughs> good thing she didn't cut the red wire but anyways nominees uh Mark let's go yeah over. well I was kind of I mean, going through DJ um DJ misses New Kids on the Block because she's high. <laughs> God. Um, then finds out that her friend who got her tickets, they were fake tickets. But she does end up at the concert and singing on stage with yeah. everybody and getting exactly what she wants. She also does get to rub Joey McIntyre's chest. That's true, which we'd all kill for. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, uh, we got, who do we want Steve? to do next? Steve? Steve. Steve shows up gloat, gloating that he got DJ an old pillow from eBay. Yes. Um, 
there's a great moment where DJ enters and they're like, hi. And she just starts making out with Matt right with Steve there. Aye. And Steve just has this aura of, I'm fine with this. Yeah, so he's just kind of standing there third wheeling that entire time. Yeah, yeah. he's third wheeling that entire time. Then he does get her the best present instead of her boyfriend because Steve is still deeply in love with DJ, even though he's dating someone else. Giving her something that's kind of horrifying. I mean, Jay Money says it's horrifying and he's That is right. true. That's Jay Money's killer line this episode. That is horrifying. Speaking of killer lines, you want to mention Steve's killer yeah. line? Because I don't think yeah, we have well, this episode. Yeah, well, when Steve... This is... This and this line may be alone, although he does get undercut, but this line may grab him out of the clutches of Sad Boy, which is when Steve comes in having gotten the tickets, he says, ladies, I'm going to make all three of you scream with pleasure. <laughs> which, you know, it was so good. Maybe you could have worded that. A, maybe you could have worded that a little bit differently, Steve, yeah. but the way it is, is wonderful. I mean, here we have to get into the analysis of the sadness because Steph's immediate response does undercut him, which is, well, I'd like to see you try. Yeah. But in one respect, that's almost empowering because it's saying, well, you could attempt it. <laughs> but then uh, on the other hand, we know Steve could not make all three of them scream with pleasure. And that is sad. And it's also Steph saying, I doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gives them the tickets. He says they're from Matt. And so in the end, and this is what I think kind of saves him. He's a good friend to Matt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he has a victory with DJ getting her the present, but I think there is sadness in, oh man, Steve's still in love with DJ, <laughs> even though he's dating CJ. It's so sad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. oh God. But in the end, Steve takes one for the team and he's a very good friend to Matt. Yeah. Matt, though, gets his girlfriend, his and hers, tennis rackets. Meaning, I still think it's a little weird that for her birthday, he also did get himself something. <laughs> and I know it's for something they can do together. But it's like, just give her the racket. Yeah, you don't need to give, be like, now we can play tennis together. You don't need to give together. her the other racket. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can just say, yeah, I got one for myself, too. Yeah, you didn't need to wrap your own racket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, then... I guess then it's just Matt drives her to the dentist and then um, Matt is blindsided with thanks for something he did not do. Yeah. yeah. Well, he has no idea what's going on. He's just kind of standing there really confused. Yes. And here's where I think we get to the real saddest boys. The real meat and potatoes of the sadness. Yeah. Kimmy <laughs> buys new kids on the block tickets online. Does not realize they are counterfeit <laughs> tickets for new kids on the clock until Stephanie points it out. <laughs> we then find out that she's been stalking the new kids on the block for years <laughs> to the point where they know her by name. <laughs> she kidnaps the new kids on the block for her friend. It should be pointed out this is done in the name of friendship. But also, yeah, she completely fails at it because... They bring her around and DJ isn't there. Not her fault, but still, she's not successful. And um, then in the end, uh, she doesn't get DJ the tickets. Steve saves the day. And Kimmy hops on stage and wants to sing and be the star and steals the microphone from the new kids on the block and then has to be dragged out by security. 
Wow, she has a lot more going for her than I realized. Yeah, she does. Do you want to go Fernando next? Yeah, I for, I'll do Fernando. Yeah, because I kind of want to save the new kids on the block for, for last. The very yeah. end. Fernando, it's not a lot, but it's just very good. Yes. Fernando explicitly goes up to the kids just to tell them I have the best present for DJ, better than your present. I know you're her children, but she's going to like my present that much more. (laughs) He gloats about his present to her current boyfriend and one of her closest friends, I guess, Steve, that weird guy who had a crush on her. Yeah. Um, Continues to have a crush on her. Um, He doesn't let DJ open her birthday present. He unwraps it himself. Yeah. And of course, he has gotten DJ a full size portrait of himself. To which hang over the fireplace. He then drags to go over the fireplace, which he then drags with him everywhere he goes. Oh my God. <laughs> Absolutely wonderful. It's, it's because just so beautiful. Though it is a present for someone else. There is a moment where he's posed next to the portrait in the exact same pose. And there are like props or something. He's doing it to entertain the new kids on the block who are uh, trapped inside, being held hostage inside the house. Actually, like Max is playing the trumpet for them. Fernando's just kind of doing that on the side. I my interpretation was he was doing that for himself. Yep. (laughs) But also like he's holding a trophy in it. He has props. He had to bring props. Yeah, he's got like a, a trophy and like a racing helmet. He had to bring props from home solely so he could pose in the same pose as the portrait. In fairness, home is the Fuller house. To be fair, he is home. That is yeah. true. Yeah. That is, is true. But that's really all there is for Fernando, but it's just so much. It's so much wrapped inside a tiny package. And then... But now... The new kids on the block. Nakatba. Nakatba themselves. Their limo is hijacked by a crazy fan. They begrudgingly agree to go to someone's house, go to a complete stranger's house to sing her happy birthday. When they show up, she's not even there. They have to wait for hours listening to Max play Old MacDonald on the trumpet, which he does multiple times. I think four is the number they throw out. Yeah, yeah, I think they throw out. It's like, oh, it does sound better on the fourth attempt. You're right. Yep. The girl they agreed to sing to shows up, but she is high out of her mind. They sing her happy birthday because that's what they agreed to do and leave as quickly as they can. They do, out of a sense of respect, bring her up on stage. And then she brings up her friends interrupting their concert. And refuse to leave. And refuse to leave. So those are the sad boys. Okay, I think I have my vote. And, you know, you were going through and I realized, you know, Kimmy's got a very good case, but I really, I think this other person also has a very good case. And I also want to see an adding list of musicians to the sad boy of the week and adding list of guest stars. We had Macy Macy Gray. Gray all the way back in like episode three. And I just want to add the new kids. To, I just want to add the new kids on the block to the list because I think it would be funny. So you're voting for the new kids. So on I'm the voting block. for new kids. I'm voting I for will respect, I respectfully disagree because while okay. I think the new kids on the block have a pretty good case, they ain't no Macy Gray. 
Macy Gray, we gave her that award <laughs> because she came in very clearly drunk. Like, we suspected she was drunk in real life. And she just continuously <laughs> had the best moments. Like, when her car got towed and getting upstaged by the Fullers, she was just getting destroyed in that episode the new kids on the block are never low status you never look at them and say well they're sad people and having a shitty day they're just having a shitty day (laughs) i my me personally my vote is going to kimmy because wow okay she was creepy no i i respect that I respect that because I probably would have given it to Kimmy if not. For I I think I also have to go with Kimmy. I think there are three strong cases with Kimmy, Fernando, and Nakatba. Um, I was tempted for Fernando just because he's it's so specific and so what we want out of a sad boy. Yeah, it's so good. But Kimmy just has such a strong case for sad boy. It's it's just I so think. much. I mean, she stalks. Right, you them. know what? No, I I I respect that because I think honestly, in a vacuum, Kimmy probably has the best case out of no, everybody. No, I get it. Nakatba Nakatba's not a bad choice. Nakatba's not a bad choice. You don't have to justify it at all. I'm just I'm gonna but go. Yeah, with no, Kimmy. I I'm not mad at this result, even though I didn't vote for <laughs> I'm it. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> no, I'm not even disappointed. Kimmy Gilmore is a good choice. Um, but you know, it's all right. Kimmy Gibbler, sad boy of the week for this week. But uh, yeah, I think that's going to do it for another episode of the Fullest House podcast. If you liked listening to this, if you want to follow us on social media, you can like us on Facebook as well as follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fullest House Pod. Once again, I'm Zach Horowolf. I'm Mark Green. <laughs> and I'm Harrison Bloom. Yeah, you thought, I, you thought I'd forget about the wolf joke. I was going to remind you if you forgot. <laughs> you thought I'd forget. <laughs> and until next time may your houses be fuller and may your new kids always be on the block <laughs>